0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, welcome to the Thursday episode of Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one and the only... Tammy, the underdog, Underwood. Say hi, Tam.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Okay, so as promised, we're going to get into the five serial killers, five of the serial killers that were found to be operating on the Highway of Tears in British Columbia. So a little little backstory in case you didn't get tuned in yesterday. The Highway of Tears is a stretch of Highway 16 between Prince George and Prince Rupert, British Columbia, Canada. Multiple municip- municipalities and 23 First Nation tribal communities bordered this stretch of road. This is an impoverished area. Few people own cars. With a lack of public transportation at the time, and yet the need to traverse long distances for work, school, or medical appointments, the majority of the people are required to either walk along the highway or hitchhike. Right. Remote densely uh, forced... Uh, remote, densely wooded forests with an abundance of wildlife to help disperse of remains has created the ideal location for killers to prey on people trying to commute from one location to another. First Nation women are particularly vulnerable during this whole entire time. right, And still are to to this day. Right. You know, any First Nation person, but particularly women. Um, Because, you know, uh, People are opportunistic. They're, they're, they're assholes. That's the only way to put it. True and that. A lot of people put down, you know, Native Americans, or, you know, those who are native to America, the Americas, um, as, as lesser than they are. True. And it's, it's, it's fucked up. True. All right. Let's light a cigarette and do this. Dun, 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 dun. The first one we're going to talk about is by, a man by the name of Bobby Jack Fowler. Now, you guys heard me mention him yesterday, and we're going to get into him. Fowler was born june twelfth of nineteen thirty nine in Merkel, Texas, USA. Merkel. Get a rope. Either way, he's not from New York, but get a rope. <laughs> he was a transient construction worker who traveled extensively, extensively throughout North America, primarily in British Columbia, Washington, Oregon, Arizona, Iowa, Texas, Louisiana, and Florida. Iowa. Uh, That's what I said. Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> he had an extensive criminal record, alcohol uh, addiction, and ethenamine and methamphetamine usage. Okay. In 1969, my favorite year, Fowler was charged in Texas with the murder of a man and a woman, but was only convicted of discharging his firearm within city limits. That's Bobby, right? That's Bobby. Okay. Now Bobby Jack Fowler. He spent time in prison in Tennessee for sexual assault and attempted murder. One of the investigators stated, quote, he tied, and we're, uh, in parentheses, a woman, uh, he tied up, beat the hell out of her uh, with her own belt, covered her with covered her with bush, and left her to die. Did he, like, hide her in the bushes? Yeah, that's what I'm getting okay, at. Okay, good. So, that was,
1: but that was back in Tennessee, so, you know.
0: Yeah, the... Uh, that
1: hillbilly language. Southern American... I'm surprised you didn't understand it more.
0: Well, I've been out here too long, so my yeah, Southern you've American... identified you I have. Fallon's <laughs> personal belief was women whom he encountered hitchhiking or hanging out in bars wanted to be assaulted. Okay. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. You yeah, know. why not? No, I'm just kidding. So stepping it up a notch, Sheila Swanson, who was 19 years old, and Melissa Sanders, Sanders, 17, were last seen around 1 o'clock in the morning on May 3rd of 92 using a payphone near Beverly Beach State Park in Oregon. Where they had been camping. Who were they again? Pay attention. There'll be a test at the end no, of this No, I know, but
1: I missed the first names. I'm sorry.
0: Beverly. Uh, Beverly, <laughs> Sheila Swanson and Melissa Sanders.
1: Okay. Do you know who those two are, right? Those are the two that, From yeah. From
0: Highway. Yeah,
1: that uh, Acray did.
0: Right. And yeah. I'm, let me just scan. Okay. No, she didn't mention this. God damn it.
1: No, it's okay. That's why I was. I'm I wanted kick to kick rem- her
0: in the cooter. Well, so my here's what my researcher failed to mention is that Bobby Jack Fowler, if you didn't tune in yesterday, had a very distinct connection with John Arthur Aykroyd, who we right. featured on episode 19. Right back in was I had to go back back was like in July um, of last year, mm-hmm. and. Uh, if you don't know who John Arthur Aykroyd is, look up our episode 19, listen to it. Um, or there's a series on YouTube yeah, called. There's a the,
1: five part series on YouTube. The YouTube. Ghost of
0: Highway 20. Yeah. yeah. Very,
1: um, very in depth, very good. Dr. Right.
0: Fury. It's an v- excellent, just absolutely yeah. marvelous five piece. I've actually watched it myself about now. I hate to admit it. Like, probably seven times.
1: I, know, I was going to say, I've seen it twice. The whole series twice.
0: Yeah. I keep yeah. watching and watching just, But it's... Yeah,
1: because remember, because when I was doing, um, I was looking up something for John Arthur Aykroyd, and I was like, but they associated these two murders with Bobby Jack Fowler. Right. You know, and so, you know.
0: So, well, let me talk about this one here, and yeah. we'll, we'll, I'll yeah, show we'll how swing, it relates. We'll swing back. So the bodies were found on October 10th by hunters in the woods near Eddyville, Oregon. So why that's important is because John Arthur Ackroyd worked uh, mm-hmm. a road crew. That's what he did, he was a mechanic for the road crew. But he also worked that stretch of Highway right. 20 from
1: 20 from Newport all the way to Leb- not Lebanon.
0: Uh, no. At first he worked from sister, uh, not sisters, um, on top of uh, Sandy Ann Pass, right? Uh, down to Lebanon.
1: Okay, and then he did the coastway.
0: Right, but then yeah. he, he worked from. Um, they moved him, and I think he was in Lebanon. And uh, he had told these girls in particular that, that he had a, cab, a house. Yeah, a
1: house in Newport. In yeah. Newport. Yeah.
0: And he had been seen actually traveling
1: mm-hmm. that
0: stretch. But uh, they had left a day after they said that they were actually going to leave.
1: Right. Exactly. So they went
0: down, camped with the family overnight, and then they came back and they were calling around trying to get a ride back. Right. Um, and that's when they disappeared. Just before you hit a construction site that was happening at the time mm-hmm. on that, by the road, right. the road crew was out there working, mm-hmm. and it, they, they, their bodies were found just before you hit that coming back from Newport. Right. Yeah. On January 28th of 95, around 1 a.m., 16 uh, year olds Jennifer Essen and Kara Lees were last seen walking on Northwest 56th Street in Newport, Oregon. They were heading towards Highway 101 near Muklack Beach. I don't know where that is, actually. Um, after leaving a friend's house, their bodies were found by the loggers in the woods covered with bushes. Okay. So now there's arrest, right? On January 28th of 95, Fowler was arrested after a woman jumped out of a window in, in Newport, Oregon's Tide in Hotel, uh, with a rope still tied around her ankle. She survived the jump and reported her attack to the cops.
1: I think that's the that hotel over there by um, Mo's. I think that's. It sounds familiar.
0: Yeah. Just, I just couldn't. Down there
1: just, in Newport, over over by Mo's.
0: And I was just in Newport. I'd say within the last couple of months. Oh. I was down there. I just, it sounds so familiar. Now I've got to, I'm going to write this down and actually look for it. Yeah. I might actually stop and get, you know, pictures and shit like that. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So if you can write that down for me because I'm.
1: What's yeah. it called again? Tied, what? Tied in?
0: Tied in Motel.
1: Tied in Motel. Uh,
0: So after she went to the cops, Fowler was promptly arrested. Thank goodness, right? Yeah, no doubt, yo. On January 8th of 96, Fowler was convicted of first-degree kidnapping, attempted rape, coercion, fourth-degree assault, and menacing. I'm menacing. He was sentenced to 16 years and three months with the possibility of parole. So on September 25th of 2012... Years later, the RCMP, which is Royal Canadian Man of Police and Lincoln County District Attorney Rod Bovet named Fowler as a suspect in 3 Epan E-Pan cold case murders. Now, what Epan was is after all these deaths happened on Highway 16 in B.C. Mm-hmm. between, uh, you know, Prince George and Prince Rupert. Right. The, the, there was a. Uh, Several uh, consortiums held and things like that, right? And they finally said, "Okay, we need to start solving these cold cases." So they started EPAN, uh, Epana to solve the cold cases, right? As well as you know, got together. Uh, that 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 was the task force name was Epana, but also started uh, interjecting things such as um, 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 um you know. Like public transportation along that stretch to keep people safe. Right. Okay, 16-year-old Colleen McMillan, who was last seen hitchhiking in 1974 along Highway 97 south of Prince George on her way to see friends. Uh, She was found murdered along a logging road about 28 miles south of her last sighting. DNA collected. I think they... I wonder if she means 97 or 16. Anyway, DNA collected at the time was sent to Interpol. That's the International Police, folks. They cover the world. They found a match, and it was Fowler. This became the oldest DNA match to be made in Interpol's history. Fowler is highly suspected of the murders of Gail Waynes and Pamela Darlington. Darlington who were killed in 1973. In addition, he is suspected of six additional murders in Oregon and ten in British Columbia. And given the vast distance Fowler traveled over 20, a 26-year span right. uh, between his first murder and his last, the potential body count is easily higher than the 16 suspected deaths. Right. Ballard died on March 15th of 2006 at the Oregon State uh, Penitentiary of lung cancer, and he was cremated. You know, I told my son uh, uh, when I die, I want my ashes spread all over Disneyland. I want my, re- or rather, my remains spread all over Disneyland. Why? And I don't want to be cremated. You're a disgusting, <laughs> fucker. <laughs>
1: I have no words to describe you right now, <laughs> other than disgusting.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get on to the the number two serial killer that okay. we're going to talk about for The Highway yes. of Tears. Gary Taylor Hadlin.
1: Gary Taylor.
0: Ha- Hand-lin, L-E-N. L-E-N. okay, thank you. All right, in 1969, when Gary Hanlon was 22 years old, he was convicted of a, quote, indecent attack. Sexual assault that doesn't involve rape.
1: Right. We've actually talked about that before. We have? Yeah, because I, I asked what it was one time.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. cool. He served six months. In 1971, he was convicted of rape and sentenced to five years and six months. He was released early. Catherine, Catherine Marie Herbert was last seen on September 25th of 1975 walking to a friend's house witnesses saw a white u.s made car idling uh near the site of her disappearance which matched the description of the car hadlon was driving at the time but they failed to write down the license plate number of course of course they did nobody says hey that's like suspicious." and let's be honest if i saw something suspicious outside of my house like a car idling yeah. I'm not going to write down a license plate.
1: Yeah, let's let's be honest.
0: Yeah, I'm going to look at it and go, oh, what the fuck's this asshole doing? You know, uh, well, let me get a gun out because fucking if he robs my house, I'm going to shoot him. Right. I'm not going to think he's going to abduct somebody. Her body was discovered badly de- decomposed by members of the... Oh, here we go with an Indian name.
1: Say it again. I dare you.
0: Matsqui, M-A-T-S-Q-U-I? Mm. Okay.
1: Does that sound right? Matsqui.
0: Okay. Matsqui First Nation, while they gathered firewood for a burial ceremony. She had died from blunt force trauma to her cheekbones, and uh, her cheekbones had been fractured. Hanlon knew uh, Catherine Marie personally as he was dating a 16-year-old who lived... With the Herbert family, a 28-year-old convicted rapist dating a 16-year-old. Okay. Just to follow along with that, that's, right?
1: That's your that's your Tuesday afternoon.
0: Please. 16's way too old. <laughs> you like that one?
1: I need to learn to keep my mouth shut.
0: Damn right. I will make it more disgusting you, than you could ever you imagine. You
1: do make it more disgusting than what I could ever dream of it being.
0: Just for our listeners, no, I don't... Date anybody Usually. Who's under eighteen? Actually, Mike, Mike, I was more like thirty. Uh-huh. It is, man, because like when younger girls in their twenties hit on me, at first I and thought it was funny. really hot, but yeah, creased me the fuck until out. Until
1: you see, until you remember that your kid is that young, if not younger. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. How old are you? Twenty three. <laughs> Where are your parents? Where are your parents at? We need to call them. Yeah. You know, you need precisely. To the investigation in Catherine Marie's murder was botched from the start, though. The autopsy report was only one paragraph long. Her clothes were buried with her instead of being preserved. The, claw, the clothing was examined in 1996 after having the body exhumed. When the... Met, can you pronounce that Indian name again for me? Mat, matsui?
1: Yeah, something like that. Okay,
0: Masskweek Police Department merged with the Abbotsford Police Department. Her entire file simply disappeared. Okay. This included mysterious letters the family received addressed to Catherine Marie years after her death and which had been sent there from what? Which had been sent had been sent there for handwriting analysis. Okay. So they sent them the letters to their handwriting analysis expert dude at the cop shop. And they just all disappeared.
1: Handwriting analysis expert dude.
0: Yeah. Thank you for narrowing
1: that down technicality.
0: That's right. Lee Hanlon, a private investigator who first looked into the case in 2012 after graduating from criminology school, stated, quote, it always came back to Hanlon. 15-year-old Teresa... Hildebrandt disappeared from the Musquey area in 1976. Police believe Hanlon killed her, as her cause of death was similar to that of Mary Catherine, or Catherine Marie's. But there is is a severe lack of evidence. Did they lose it like they did with Catherine Marie's evidence? Probably, yeah. Uh Just disappeared. Slick work there, RCMP. Monica Jack was just days away from turning thirteen years old, becoming a nice little teenager. When she vanished in May of nineteen seventy-six, I didn't mean it in a sexual way. No, oh fuck!
1: But it was the way you said it. It was just like, oh my god. Sometimes you don't mean to say things, and it's just like it just the way it comes out of your mouth. It's like you know, I, you know, just like when I said something the other day, and then all of a sudden somebody said something. I said, "Yeah, I heard it too," but let's carry on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she was last seen about 6:30 uh in the evening riding her bike along uh, highway 5A in Merritt. Now this is all, these all border. Right. Um, highway 16. This is all the same area and these are these are I think and even if it doesn't though. This is where the these serial killers have operated. Right. Catching up now. still so stuck on highway 16 for fuck's sake. Maka's mother reported... Turn the page, her...
1: Scott. Turn the page.
0: I can't. You want to know why? Go ahead. I'm not telling you now.
1: It has to do with that song, doesn't it? It does. Because <laughs> it's, you know, on yeah. a long and dusty highway.
0: Yeah. When she didn't come home, uh, that's when her mom, her mom reported her missing. Her bike was found days later, but it would take 17 years for anybody to find her remains, her skeleton showed signs of blunt force trauma and fractured cheekbones. You see a pattern?
1: I see a pattern.
0: Early in 1978, Hanlon was living in New Westminster when he was convicted of assault and attempted rape. He was sentenced to six months in jail. Okay. On September 11th, he picked up a 21-year-old hitchhiker from Quebec, that's still Canada which they stopped uh, for a restroom break. He grabbed her from behind, dragged her into the woods where he raped her twice. Wow. He managed to escape, uh, She managed to escape while she was half naked, flagged down a passing motorist, and report the attack to police. At his trial, she told the judge, quote, he was pressing very hard so I couldn't make any sound. He was trying to strangle me. I was afraid he might kill me. I was crying, calling for my mama. Oh. He was sentenced to 18 years, but was reduced by the B.C. Court of Appeals to 12 years. Because, you know, it's just such a not crime when you rape right. and fucking an attack well, and try to do a hitchhiker.
1: I like often twats. say, we've said it a lot in our show. You know, might as well. If you want to get away with a crime? Go out and, like, sexually molest a child. You'll get nothing.
0: Yeah, and th- that's the way Which is
1: disgusting as fuck, but it's true.
0: We did have one guy that I worked with at the trucking gig, though, who did get popped for child molestation. Oh, yeah? And uh, I'm not sure if I should mention his name or not. No, but, don't. Uh, he's still in prison. Oh. But when, when he got popped, my phone lit up. Like the 4th
1: of July, huh?
0: I had just gotten out of bed. So it's like fucking 3 in the morning. I'm taking one sip of coffee, and then my phone's blowing up. What the fuck? Did, did you hear that da-da-da got popped for child molestation? He had a history, though, of child molestation.
1: Wow.
0: So, um, and I knew him, and actually, I liked the guy. The guy was always cool to me. He was a little little strange. Right. Um, big burly guy. Um, never, I, I knew that he had a history. Right. But I never looked into it, and I thought, maybe, "Hey, maybe it's just one of those yeah things." Yeah, and not not that he, yeah, one of those things like maybe he didn't really do it type of a thing. No, he he did it, and he got popped. He got pop, popped again. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, stupid.
0: So yeah, I got like fucking a bajillion fucking texts and calls and shit. Yes, I know, I know. You want to know why? Everybody else just fucking told me. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's almost like when the fucking. Tony Romo fucked up that fucking field goal attempt and fucking everybody blew up my phone. Yeah.
0: What's a Tony Romo? I'd never heard he was, of her.
1: Yeah, I, you don't want to know her either. I, don't, I didn't like him. He was a quarterback for the Cowboys way back when.
0: So it was conviction. Eventually, Monica's case was added to the Highway of Tears investigation, which provided fresh eyes to look over the case. Okay. Hanlon was uh, had confessed to the murders of both Monica and Catherine during a Mr. Big sting, where suspect where suspects were convinced they are they're talking with a cr- with crime bosses and not police officers.
1: <laughs> Jedi I mind
0: track? Uh, hey. My name's Louie. I'm a big crime boss. Why don't you tell me what you did, kid? And they're yeah. like, oh, let me tell you what I did. Yeah, no shit, yo. This isn't suspicious that is at horrible.
1: all. <laughs> That's, um, you know what? That's even funnier than when they do the to Cast Your Predator and they talk to them like they're a 12-year-old on the internet. But The yeah. ones
0: that I love, and I've seen this in the newspaper, in newspapers and shit like that. If you don't know what a newspaper is, I'm not going to fucking explain it. But, uh. Where they, uh, in news stories, where they've gone like they, they've offered people who have warrants out for their arrest. Oh, like, yeah. You've won a brand new TV. Yes. You show up to uh, this school or this place right here yeah. to, to claim it. And they, hey, I have a letter. I'm here to get my TV. And they're no, you're not. Guess no. what? No, you're not. <laughs> April Fool's bitch. But hey, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Go to jail. <laughs> I love those. I that is hilarious. Up. And you know every one of those think that they're smarter than the cops or anybody else, oh, right? yeah. Look how smart I am. And, no, you're not. Yeah. Click, no. click, you get to go in the back of the car. Get the paddy wagon. Dude, We're taking a bunch of people back to jail. <laughs> he was charged on December 1st of 2014, 39 years after Catherine Marie's murder. Hanlon uh, pleaded not guilty to the murders of Monica Jack and was convicted for that murder on August 24th of 2019. Wow. He was sentenced to life with the possibility of parole after 25 years. Wow. The charges for Catherine Marie's murder were dropped because his confession was ruled inadmissible despite being used in the previous cases. Okay. Stupid. Stupid. Absolutely yeah. fucking asinine right there.
1: It is. Way so.
0: So let's get on to Mr. Edward Dennis Isaacs victims.
1: I Edward Dennis Isaacs, right? Uh-huh. Okay.
0: Isaac, like, from The Love Boat. I got it. The Love Boat soon will be making another. You remember that show? I do. With Captain Steubing. And-, and
1: side note, the gopher from there used to be the governor of Iowa. Yeah. And he is all about four foot two. He I, is a very short man.
0: You 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 told me about him. Mm-hmm. That's right. It, it, it all rings a bell now. Jean yep. Marie Kozak, 36 years old, from Prince George, was last seen about 1.30 in the morning on October 10th of 1981 at the intersection of Old Caribou Highway. Caribou? And, uh-huh. And Highway 16, eastbound. Eastbound, eastbound and down, down. loaded up and trucking. Nothing? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> she was found the next day nude in a watery ditch about twenty-four miles from Prince George. She'd been shot four times with a twenty-two caliber handgun. Okay. So, ask the question why a twenty-two is most common. Why is a twenty-two most common, Scott? Glad that you asked. Number one, the bullets are small, they're cheap, but it's an unstable round. Right. So if you shoot somebody, let's say, in the soft tissue of the back of the head, right. it's not going to penetrate the fucking skull unless it comes out the eye socket or you know, something like that. Right. It's going to bounce around.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it's very- anywhere in
0: your, Like the temples, any soft tissue. So it acts almost like a blender-
1: Right, I've also heard though that if you use a twenty two and you just try to shoot somebody in the head, if you don't try to go through a soft tissue, it can like sometimes ricochet off.
0: There was one guy who got admitted to an ER. I read a story about him who got shot some stupid amount of times, like ten times or some shit, point blank in the uh, in the skull, right here in the in the frontal cap because that's pretty thick. Mm-hmm. And they <laughs> all it did was travel up his skull. Yeah. And they cut they, they cut him out. He lived. Everything like that. Yeah. There was a small fucking fracture, and that was all. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of powder behind it. Yeah. But a 22 caliber round also goes like if you're talking larger rifle rounds like a 222, 223, um, things like that. Those are high velocity rounds, right? So that's a 22 caliber round behind a huge charge of powder. Okay. But even that round itself with that huge charge is unstable, and okay. that was a problem during the Vietnam War. Is that the, I think they were issued 223 rounds, I think. But there was it was a twenty two caliber round, you know, right. Uh high velocity. And they would try to shoot themselves in the foot.
1: Right, well, I've it heard would that.
0: Bounce back up and like nick the femoral artery and they'd bleed out. Ooh. So that's you know, you go from, hey, I have a foot injury, let me go home. To, to I'm then, dead. You're dead. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, fucking brutal, right? But then
1: I heard that, that was one of the major wars where people did try to just like shoot themselves in the, you know.
0: Yeah, it was very, very common that people would nick an artery and shit like that and they'd fucking die. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Anyway. On October 14th of 81, 13-year-old Russ Witha. Fuck me.
1: Say it again. Real fast.
0: Russ Witha. And it's just like it sounds. blocker, F-U-S-C-H-B-I-C-H-L-E-R. blocker.
1: That is so German.
0: That is or so,
1: Dut. Yeah, it's kinda of Austrian kinda, yeah.
0: I don't know, man. That's it's kinda of so German it has a swastika in. It. <laughs> that was that's hilarious. Fucking god. I like damn. the fact
1: that you tried it again.
0: That name is so German to me that it's leading Jews to gas chambers. That's what it's doing. Anyway. Nothing against you Germans, by the way. That's just I that had to make of reference. Maybe a little. Don't make porn, you guys are gross. Was reported missing at six forty five PM. I, did did I ever explain why?
1: Yes. You explained it to me.
0: Let me explain to our listeners why. So, I'm flicking through porn one day. This is years ago. I've had a threesome porn. It's a teacher with two female students. Hot, hot, hot. Things were hot. Until one of them vomited on him, and the other one took a big poop on his chest. And it didn't say anything like that in the description. <laughs> nothing. Nothing like that. And ever since then, i been grossed out. Now, if I see anything in German, I'm like, no, 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 I can't trust you. I can't freaking trust you. Why? You snuck that one in on me. Can't trust you.
1: Can't trust you.
0: Anyway, she's reported missing at 6.45 p.m. She was last seen talking with a friend at 2 a.m. earlier that morning. Goddamn early for that kid. Her body was found in the woods near, uh, just north of Prince George at 9.25 p.m. on November 21st. Isaacs had picked, up, uh, picked her up as a uh, hitchhiking. He says he killed her, quote, to see what it felt like. Roswitha's body was mangled and mutilated, but the cause of death was a single knife wound to her heart. Isaacs had stripped, stabbed, and slashed her body before dumping it. Ooh. Nina Marie Joseph was 15 years old from Prince George, and she was found on August 16th of 1982 in Freeman Park with a cord from her jacket around her neck. She had been strip-stabbed, slashed. Uh, Isaac's girlfriend actually helped bury the body. Whoa. Yeah. Is that fucked up or what?
1: That's that's love.
0: That's fucked up, is what that is. That is fucked up. Because I, uh, I'll tell you, man. My my girlfriend loves me a lot. And but you know what? If I said, "Hey, here's a 15 year old girl. Yeah, help no. me bury her body." That's where it's going to be like, um. Okay, here's the deal. We're going to the cop shop.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll help you. Get in the car. I'll drive.
0: Yeah, I I I would fucking I'd I'd be in prison. Yeah. It's fucking sick, man. Not from her end, but just people killing kids. I fucking hate that shit. Anyway, he was arrested. Isaacs may have never been arrested, though, had he...
1: had he Isaacs
0: may have never been arrested and tried if his girlfriend hadn't eventually confe- confessed to the police. Isaacs was arrested on February 7th of 1986 in Saint, Fort St. Saint James. He was convicted of Nina's death in June of 86. He would later be charged and convicted with Russ death in 1981. I'm so glad we are through him because Jesus Christ those fucking German names, man. Just got There
1: in. you go. Say it again.
0: To our German people, stop it. Just stop it. Stop it with the (laughs) fucked up names, dude. Stop it.
1: And that was all Isaacs, right?
0: Yeah, that was all Isaacs.
1: Just want to make sure I still had the right guy.
0: All right. Let's get into Brian Peter Arps victims. I think he's our fifth one. No, that's four. That's four? I can't count.
1: You can go on. Okay. I don't need you anymore. (laughs)
0: I so hate you sometimes. 18-year-old Marie Blanchard was last seen at 2 a.m. on November 22nd of 89, leaving the Rock Pit Cabaret in Prince George. She was seen entering a gray Toyota pickup with a white canopy. The driver had black shoulder-length hair and drove off heading west on 2nd Avenue. Marie was found around 3 p.m. on December 11th of 1989 by two cross county cross country uh, skiers. There's another fucked up name: Wilf and May Peckham. Who the hell names a kid? Uh, I bet his name was Wilford. That makes sense. Probably. Uh, Peckham on an unmarked road. That's they were on a you know, cross country skiing. Her remains had been uh, disturbed by animals. And a positive ID was only possible through dental and x-ray records. On February 14th of 1993, Teresa Humphrey was drunk outside a convenience store in Prince George.
1: That's an easy name for you.
0: That is. I can remember Humphrey. <laughs> <laughs> of course you can. Reminds me of your mom. Oh, Some men offered her a ride. I'd give her a ride. But when she couldn't remember where she lived, they brought her back to the convenience store. At two thirty Two thirty that day, her naked and partially frozen body was found on a snowbank, thirty-one miles south of Prince George. Wow. Teresa had been manually strangled and then strangled with a ligature on top of that, consistent with the shoelaces found at the scene. Okay. Arp was arrested originally for Marie's murder on July 26th of 1990, but there was not enough evidence to hold him, and he was released. He did provide DNA samples at the time, though, but technology wasn't adequate to determine a match. He was rearrested when charged with Teresa's murder. Arp was sentenced to life with the possibility of parole after 25 years. Role was denied, though, in 2019. Wow. So if DNA technology had been adequately advanced at the time of Marie's murder, it's safe to say Teresa would honestly still be alive. Probably. Because, he, you know, he was, they said, oh, it's not enough to hold you on her murder. Oh, yeah. You know, so we could have saved lives. Or a life, at least.
1: Saving life. One DNA test at a time.
0: I've left plenty of DNA.
1: And Scott doesn't like DNA tests, so there you go.
0: Oh, believe me, some women have definitely... Shut up, They've Stop tested it. my DNA. Fucking disgusting. All right, here's the fucked up name. And you know what? Honestly, I'm going to say before I start this. This is Cody guy. You can go fuck yourself.
1: Oh, yes. Spell it for me.
0: His name is Cody. I know. L-E-G-E-B...
1: L-E-G-E...
0: B-O-K-O-F-F.
1: B-O-K-O-F-F?
0: Uh-huh. Oh, Lejpikov. Yeah, that name. A.K.A. the country boy. A country boy can survive.
1: He's a country boy killer.
0: That just says country boy. Oh. That's all it says. So I just, I just presented it as I read it. It's <laughs> so a little history. Cody was born on January 21st of 1990 and raised in Fort James in, uh, Fort St. James in British Columbia. He had a loving, supportive family and showed no signs of violence. Family and friends describe him, describe him as friendly, good-looking, popular man with a good old boy charm who loved playing hockey and snowboarding like every fucking Canadian playing hockey. An accident at birth left permanent nerve damage in one of his arms, but it didn't prevent him from uh, excelling in sports. Right. Cody had a minor criminal record. But nothing significant to really note. You know what I mean? Like just right. kid shit. He moved to Lethbridge. I know where that is actually. Um, where Alberta? Uh, it's Lethbridge, but oh. uh, it's yeah, it's so. If you're, it, it's in it's al, in Alberta province. So if you're coming into Alberta via Montana, right? Uh, you're you that's you're right in Lethbridge. Gotcha. Nice little town, man. Okay. Anyway. Briefly after he graduated school, but then moved to Prince George, British Columbia. There, he rented an apartment with three females and got a job at a Ford dealership. Yeah, three chicks in one apartment. That can either be really, really good. Or really, really bad. Or really horrible. Because the one thing that I found out is that women who hang out with each other a lot or even live together, all of their menstrual cycles will sink. We do, actually. And then it's it's the week of hell yeah try being in jail with only women Scott no no you want to know why Wouldn't be any women in the jail I would end up losing my shit after probably a year murdering everybody and then I would be on our show I'm just saying Cody uh was frequently on Canadian social networking site Nexopia under the handle one country boy he became addicted to cocaine and used sex workers to acquire the drug they got to be sex workers. Yeah. All right, let's talk about his victims.
1: And that's how you got yours?
0: God, no, mine were from record executives I'm- and tour agents and people who wanted to kiss my ass. It was wonderful. I, I rarely paid for cocaine. It was good times. Jill Stacey Stokonko, well, whatever. Thir- she was 35 years old, uh, and she was found in a gravel pit on the outskirts of Prince George in October of 2009 the mother of five was a known sex worker she died from multiple blows to the head natasha lynn montgomery who was 23 years old from prince george was last heard from on august 26 of 2010 when she called her parents to catch up on life she was also a known sex worker her body was never found however her dna was found on cody's shorts hoodie and axe and throughout his apartment. An axe. An axe. Okay. Cynthia Francis Moss, who was thirty five, also from Prince George, was last seen around two AM on September tenth of twenty ten. She was reported missing on September twenty third by family and friends after no one had heard from her. She was found on October 9th in L C. Gunn Park near Prince George by the RCMP. Corporal Kent McNeil, that's who, oh, I guess that's who found it. It was Corporal Kent McNeil. Good punctuation. Cynthia had defensive wounds. Her pants had been rolled down to her ankles and had died from blunt force, blunt force trauma, multiple deep wounds to her chest, and a hole in her shoulder blade, broken jaw, and cheekbone, and injuries to her neck consistent with someone stomping on it. Wow. Her head was almost completely skeletalized, and detached from her body at the time of discovery. Yes, Cynthia was also a known sex worker. Okay. Lauren Don Leslie, a fifteen-year-old from, from Vanderhoof, met Cody on Nexopia. That's that social media Canadian deal, right? Yeah. She was legally blind. in one eye and 50% in the other. Cody was pulled over on November 27th by the RCMP. Officer Aaron Keeler by by Officer Aaron Keeler. In his possession was Lauren's belongings. He was covered in her blood and had a blood-stained pipe. Cody told officers he and his friend had been out poaching deer. Officers Uh, sent a conversation officer to look, a conservation officer, to look for the animal. Lauren's body was found on a remote logging road off of Highway 27 near Fort St. James. She had been sexually assaulted, her pants around her ankles, and blood was everywhere. Cause of death was blunt force trauma and blood loss. Cody claims Lauren bashed herself with the pipe and then stabbed herself to death. Okay. That makes no fucking sense. And you know what? I will reiterate, Cody, you can fuck yourself. It's <clears throat> fucking idiotic. Not only do you have a lame ass fucking name, but you're just garbage. It's fucked. Blind girl, man. Like, how's she gonna really defend herself? Yeah. Serious, that's God. Sick ass people. The trial was scheduled for September of 2013, but then delayed until October when it was delayed again uh, until June of 2014. Cody pled not guilty. He claimed he was involved in the killings, but the murders were accidentally done by a drug dealer and two accomplices, X, Y, and Z. The attempt to plead guilty to second-degree murder was uh rejected. There we go. Oops. Hold on, I guess I have to do a type of error. Was rejected. Ninety three witnesses and the defendant for the uh and the de- and the defendant testified. That ninety three witnesses. Catching I got that. that All yeah. right.
1: I kind of got that when you said ninety three, and you know, and then you C- kept going. And you said get it this again lost
0: like, fucking look. No, because
1: everyone's like, you keep going. I'm like, okay, I got it. And then you like catch on. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get you to go on.
0: So Cody <laughs> Lekbakoff: It sounds like a sound that Lebakoff. Whatever it sounds like a sound that a freaking parrot would make if it's trying to cop up something. Was like the Yakima. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> was convicted of four counts of first-degree murder on September 11th of 2014. At age 20, he would become one of Canada's youngest convicted serial killers. He was sentenced to life with no parole until 25 years and ordered to be on the National Sex Offender Registry. Supreme Court Justice Glenn Parrott says, quote, he lacks any shred of empathy or remorse. He should never be allowed to walk among us again. Right. Now, keep it in mind, the possibility of parole after 25 years is not the guarantee. That's true. Of parole. Right. Just
1: because you have the possibility. Yeah. No. I mean, look at Christine falling. She had the possibility and she's still fighting for it, you know?
0: Uh, it's possibility versus probability, as I've always said. Like, the, it's possible well, that I'm yeah, going to hook up with Drew Barrymore. Right.
1: Well, right. But it's not probable. Thank God. But, if, well, in Oregon, I mean, they switched over to new guidelines now. But back when they had the old guidelines and they had the parole board and everything, um, I knew some people who were sentenced under that had 15 years or what, a minimum of 15 years. And they'd been in there 20, 30 years still fighting for
0: parole. Then maybe they deserve it. Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, I know. Well, that's because Oregon,
1: I don't know if they have changed it now, but back then they also didn't have a self-defense law. So if a woman killed her husband who was attacking her, it wasn't self-defense. See, now that part's shagged up. Yeah.
0: I believe that you have so, a right to defend yourself. If, you're, if your husband- your Or even if your wife is like beating the shit out of you and you can yeah. prove it, kill that motherfucker. Yeah. Defend yourself. I agree I'll with die. you. So anyway, but, in February yeah. of 2015, Cody appealed the decision- Uh, To not have a change of venue. In 2016, three judges in the Court of Appeal upheld the original judgment. He was moved from maximum security prison to Warkworth Institution, a minimum security prison, in 2019. Wow. Final thoughts. High levels of p- poverty among uh, Canada's First Nation people led to an increase of young women participating in the sex trade in order to survive. Lack of available public trans- transit along, along with the need to traverse long distances for even the most basic of needs resulted in hitchhiking being the norm in spite of the dangers. Right. Every ride came with a risk of being picked up by a a predator, as did simply walking down the road. Stereotypical culture deviations, uh, I'm sorry, devaluation of First Nation people and beliefs resulted in them being targeted by many. The lack of, quote, entertainment available likely contributed to the high levels of drug addiction among the killers. I agree with you. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my killers right there, man.
1: That, damn, dude. I'm going to go sleep now.
0: <laughs> Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at com. Check us out at com. Check out the uh, Patreon page. Help the show out. Everything helps. <laughs> Check us out on Medium and Crime Beat on Medium or wherever you get your blogs. Just type in at Brutal Nation. We should pop right up. This show's copyrighted 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved and we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.
1: Bye, everybody.